for me, Grandma? Yes, little one. Come and sit with me. I tell you story of the ancient times. One that teach you a valuable lesson. You smell funny, Grandma. I was smoking some peyote. Now shut up, child, and listen. You see, inside each of us lives two wolves. And there is forever a battle between these two wolves that live inside us all. One of those wolves is evil. It is anger, envy, jealousy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, <laughs> resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. Wow, that, that that's a long list, Grandma. And... Do you need a lozenge? Yeah, I'm fine. The other wolf, sweet child, the white wolf, he is good. He represents joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. Which wolf wins the battle, Grandma? The one you feed. Welcome to the Jacked on the Beanstalk Vegan Podcast. Hosted by the Shorky Sisters. Repping the vegan hippie meatheads of the world is Sam. The first ever vegan world naturals bikini pro. Coach, author, and blogger. Who's got an ass that's out of this world. Repping the busy, tired moms of the world is Sarah. And her ass is, well... Mediocre. Together, they're on a mission to live with purpose and unlock the mysteries of a healthy mind, body, and spirit. So grab a seat in the back of Sarah's minivan and enjoy the ride. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the 68th episode of the Jacked on the Beanstalk podcast. I am your host, Sam Shorky, and if you're a long-time listener, you already know how much I love these Mindful Meathead podcasts where we get to uncover all things diet and nutrition with a hefty sprinkling of some positivity and the importance of a healthy mindset. And I am her sister, Sarah Shorky, and I am already rolling my eyes and suppressing my gag reflex since most of you listeners already know that these types of topics are not my favorite. Although I did really enjoy our intro immensely. Me too. And it was my idea to share that little metaphor of the two wolves fighting within ourselves to help explain the inner conflicts that we all deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. I once read an article by fellow vegan health and wellness advocate, Kathy Freston, 
And she was basically saying that eating an apple a day will help to shed the pounds away. So Kathy basically says how to eat in a healthy way so that you never have the chance to feel hungry again. You literally want to crowd out the junk that you think you want to eat by choosing to eat key foods throughout the day so that you will always be satisfied. So isn't it preferable to depriving yourself of foods and white knuckling it all the way? Instead, you're going to gradually add in nutrient-dense, fiber-rich foods, and you will simply stop feeling the cravings. So you run out of space in your belly, basically, for the old junk, and instead of craving that stuff, you feel full. You feel full filled and content. And so all you have to do to get started is to add healthier choices to whatever else you're already eating. So before you dig into whatever it is you really want to eat, have something with some natural fiber in it, ideally an apple. The one dietary component most associated with weight loss is fiber consumption. And the reason fiber helps us control our weight is that it fills the belly yet yields fewer calories since fiber is, for the most part, not something that we can digest. It also slows down the digestion of food, so you get a slow and steady source of glucose without the roller coaster ride of blood sugar crazies and the cravings that follow. So, if you're rooting around for something to eat, grab an apple while you're looking, and usually by the time you're finished eating that apple, your hunger will have been sidelined. It's crowding out at its best, as Kathy says, and you might just be pleasantly surprised at how the weight starts to come off and your health begins to soar, as she said. What does this have to do with the two wolves? Well, we'll get to that later on, Sarah. But it all comes down to mindset, right? And the evil wolf is obviously the one that's saying, eat the chips, eat the cookies, you know, who screw the weight loss. And then the white wolf is saying, you know, no, no, this is important to you fuel yourself with healthy stuff. And so this internal battle between the two wolves is constantly going on. But the trick is you want to satisfy both of them. And I feel like what Kathy is getting at is this is very relevant to weight loss and the mindset around food and this restrictive dieting culture, right? So Anyways, when I read this article of hers, it really resonated with me because for so many years, I have been satisfying my own nighttime cravings and more specifically, my cravings for sugar and chocolate by eating an apple with some peanut butter. And I even suggest it to many of my clients on their food plans as well because I do find that it satisfies the cravings for both something sweet and crunchy and with all that fibery goodness mentioned by Kathy, which let's be sure to link that article article actually on the show notes for this episode, but I just thought that this was such a good suggestion and something that I myself incorporate as well. To be honest, I actually believe wholeheartedly in this apple theory. I always try to keep apples on hand because while Sam's week time of day is at night, mine tends to be around 3 p.m., 4 p.m., and I always thought it was some sort of intense need for carbs, but I've actually discovered that eating an apple completely satisfies that need. Hmm. And I think you're right. It's the combination of sweet and crunchy that makes me feel like I'm getting a little midday treat. 
How do you like them apples? Well, and all apples aside, the main reason I wanted to share this Kathy Freston insight is because she really hit the nail on the head in terms of putting the focus on adding rather than subtracting. And that's what I wanted this whole podcast to be about. And it links to the whole two wolves and how you have to keep both wolves happy. Don't deplete one wolf. They have to both be fed, you know? That's my opinion, even if the old grandmother was saying you have to feed one over the other. But basically, Kathy Freston was using the term crowding out the junk food, which I do enjoy that term, and she's right. This was even a big part of my Mindful Meathead talk that I did in Vancouver in, I think it was 2017, and that's because I see this all the time with the people I work with, and more importantly, why so many people never seem to actually reach their goal weight or their goal physique, because their entire focus is on losing weight, so they're focus is always on something negative. But when we can focus on gaining rather than losing, and I'll give you an example, gaining physical strength, gaining overall health, gaining inner peace, you're not stuck in this depleted negative mindset of, oh, I can't eat this or I can't do that. You're essentially embarking on this whole health and fitness journey, being focused on adding positive behaviors and healthy foods rather than taking things away, if that makes sense. Yeah, actually, even just the term crowding out has a much more positive spin than subtracting. Mm -hmm. And you know how positive I am. Well, I like to use the whole adding versus subtracting analogy because I like to think of it like an old beaten down trail or walking path. It's like the more you're going to walk on that trail, the more familiar it becomes and the more broken in it gets and the more comfortable you are. And it's kind of like your genes there, or I guess as Kathy Freston would say like a beaten down path, positive behaviors do eventually crowd out the negative ones. Well, unfortunately, my genes have been feeling pretty uncomfortable these days. Which brings me to the next point, and that is replacing negative thoughts like, I'm fat or I suck, I'm a failure, with more positive thoughts like, all right, I am learning, I am doing my best. (laughs) God, we're different. I don't think I've ever said, I'm learning to myself ever in my life, but maybe that's why I'm a fat failure. Well, I guess my response to that is that when your body is out of balance, your body will crave more imbalance. Lay off me, I'm starving! And I can't remember if we talked about this on the food cravings episode, but a lot of connections can for sure be made when you really break down your feelings and how they relate to your cravings and your food choices at that time. Yeah, you definitely talked about this on the cravings episode. And I can see you've really embraced all of those lessons, huh? Well, I thought it was bullshit back then, too. But it's not bullshit. I know for a fact that when I don't sleep enough, I crave more sugar throughout the day. Or if I don't eat enough throughout the day, then I want to eat all kinds of crap at nighttime. Well, yes, that makes sense because your body is craving energy. But that whole thing where it's like, I'm craving squishy foods because I'm lonely. (laughs) I'm not buying it. (gasps) 
All right, we'll save the whole how your feelings connect to your cravings for that actual episode that we really dove into, which we'll link up in the show notes for this one. But science actually does show that chocolate cravings, for instance, do indicate a magnesium craving, especially if you're feeling super stressed out or have tense muscles or it's right before your period. And salt cravings do indicate an actual craving for salt. Hmm, how scientific. I'm not finished, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, apparently salt cravings are usually due to high stress and or low blood pressure. So as I always tell my clients, you should be sprinkling a little bit of sea salt on pretty much all of your healthy foods, unless, of course, your doctor has advised otherwise if you do have blood pressure issues. So do you think if I ate magnesium-rich foods, I would stop craving chocolate? And if so, what has magnesium in it? Yeah, I I do think it would possibly make a big difference. And you could even start supplementing with it too. But foods that are rich in magnesium would be greens, nuts, seeds, beans, whole grains. A lot of things actually have them. You could just start adding more nuts and seeds to your salads or oatmeal or stir fries. Drink cashew milk. Throw a handful of spinach or oats into your morning smoothies. Swap rice for quinoa. Things like that. All right. I'm going to conduct a little experiment. Well, and remember too, if it's a chocolate or sugar craving, it could also indicate a blood sugar crash. So I would suggest paying attention to what you ate earlier in the day because it probably caused your blood sugar to crash. And like we mentioned earlier, if you, like me, are pretty good with food throughout the day, but at nighttime, you're like a hog at the trough... Trust me, you're not alone. Evening cravings occur because this is when your willpower is low and your body will attempt to correct any kind of imbalance like the things we mentioned earlier. So not eating enough starchy complex carbs or not eating enough food throughout the day can definitely lead to binging at night or in Sarah's case, just being in a shitty mood or a Debbie Downer can trigger committing carbicide. Lay off me, I'm starving! And this is when you're going to try the apple and peanut butter trick which would also be a good source of magnesium. Well, I think that has kind of been my problem, is that I'm actually not eating enough. So then I reach a point in the day where I'm like, dear God, I'm starving. And then, yeah, you just end up pounding shit. But oddly enough, I actually picked up Kathy Freston's book. Well, I got it from the library. When Sam started talking about this apple thing, and like you, she talks about eating nuts and stuff. And I I think when people diet, it's this whole thing where it's like, well, I'd really like to eat some chips, but I'm going to gnaw on this celery stalk instead. Which, yes makes you feel like you're really giving something up. Whereas when you're eating fiber or when you're eating nuts, it's that word you like to say, satiating. So it does fill you up and it does make you feel like you're not giving up everything that ever tasted good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think the whole point of this episode is kind of for all you people out there who feel like you're forever dieting and not getting the results you want and you're just feeling like you can never get off that binge restrict roller coaster ride I'm telling you it is your 
mindset that needs to change, not the amount of food you're eating or even the foods you're necessarily eating. You need to start adding in healthy foods. You need to focus on health and creating more energy and vitality for yourself rather than obsessing over weighing less or forbidding yourself from eating XYZ food forever. I would ask yourself, what can I add to my diet? Not what needs to get out of my diet. What can I add? Maybe it's more green veggies. Maybe it's a big smoothie every day that's full of spinach and berries and jacked on the beanstalk protein powder. Nice. (laughs) Maybe it's just replacing that mindless chip eating at nighttime with a friggin' apple. But change will always come easier when your focus is always on one of abundance rather than restriction. And that's the point that I'm really just trying to get across to everyone the whole purpose of this episode. I, and I think it's more about letting go of the obsession around what you're eating and how much you're eating and what you should be eating mm-hmm. rather than just eating when you're hungry, but make it something worthwhile rather than just a waste of calories. Yeah, good point. And the same can even go for desserts. If you're craving something rich and decadent and chocolatey, make some protein balls that contain all kinds of nuts and seeds and dates and chocolate protein powder. Yes, they're still going to be super high in sugar and fat and calories, but at least you're getting all kinds of vitamins and nutrients. And I guarantee you'll be full after just a couple of them rather than an entire bag of Oreos that can be inhaled in one sitting and leave you still feeling hungry, not to mention disgusting. Yeah, nothing fills me up better than a pair of balls. All right, and just one last note on this whole changing your diet mentality to one of adding rather than subtracting. Equally important when you're trying to crowd out all those negative thoughts and behaviors, you really want to ensure that you're also creating a supportive, healthy, and nurturing environment at home. See, I'm screwed. And at work, if possible, too. So for me, I don't keep junky foods in the house. And when I moved into my new home this summer, it was very important to me that my decor felt very calming and that I even had a little stretching meditation corner. Even though Sarah, aka my interior decorator, was not a fan of this area in my living room. Uh, It was mostly the inversion table that we had to somehow incorporate into your dining room that threw me (laughs) over the edge. Yes, an important part of my daily self-care, even if it's a decor faux pas. But really, where would an inversion table go that wouldn't be an eyesore. A third bedroom? Ain't no single self-employed mom's got the rent money for a third bedroom, biatch. Either way, I'd love to see what one of those decor shows on HGTV would do with you as a client. Why don't you share with our podcast listeners how you've now put a squat rack into your bedroom and got rid of your dresser just to make room for it? Pretty sure most people would not justify that trade. Well, I'm pretty sure most people also don't know the many health benefits and physical benefits to squatting, deadlifting, and bench pressing. Anyway, I did want to end this episode by going back to how we started it, aka the two wolves that live inside us all, and link up this whole adding-subtracting mindset with Kathy Freston to the wolves. Mm -hmm. I think my angry wolf ate the happy one. Yeah, or better yet, your lower self has overpowered your higher self. Did you just call me bottom heavy? 
Can you just shut up for a second, please? (laughs) Anyways, let's wrap this episode up. But while we're on the topic of your fat ass, you know, (laughs) we could say that the bad wolf or the black wolf is the reason you're not happy with your physical appearance or why somebody else doesn't have a good relationship with their parents or they're in a bad marriage or why XYZ person overeats or is overweight or whatever the case. Both wolves are an inseparable part of us. And unfortunately, we can't banish the bad wolf from the pack. These two wolves, they're like two sides of a coin, people. They're different. They're polar opposites. They One is good and one is bad. And yet, we can think of them like conjoined twins. And in order to live your best life, you need to learn to cope with both of them and summon one or the other, depending on the situation. Now, obviously, it's going to be in your best interest to feed the white good wolf more than the black bad wolf, but I think there's a better way we can wrap this up. these imaginary wolves inside of us? We feed them with thoughts. And if you feed them right, they both win. You see, my sweet child, if I only choose to feed the white wolf, the black one will be hiding around every corner waiting for me to become distracted or weak and he will jump to get the attention that he craves. And remember, child, the black wolf has many qualities that we also need at times. Persistence, courage, fearlessness. Can I go home now, Grandma? No, the peyote hasn't worn off yet. But anyway, you must learn that the white wolf needs the black wolf at his side. To feed only one would starve the other. Feed them both, and there will be no more internal struggle. And when there is no battle inside, you can listen to the voices of deeper knowledge that will guide you in choosing what is right in every situation. Mom? Grandma's scaring me again. Peace, my child, peace. For he who has peace inside has everything. And he who has war inside has nothing. In touch with the ground, I'm on the hunt, I'm after you. I smell like a sound, I'm lost in a crowd, and I'm hungry like the wolf. Hungry like the wolf.
And congrats to Vero L. You are the lucky winner of this week's Patreon prize, aka your very own pair of high-waisted, jacked-on-the-beanstalk leggings. Shoot me a message to claim your prize. Shorty Sisters, out. I love myself today.